and welcome to episode 178 of the Live to Walk Again podcast. My name is Jeremy Dixon, your host as always, and with me today, through the power of Zoom, we got Ricardo Benavides. Ricardo, how you doing, man? I'm doing great, Jeremy. It's good to see you. Yeah, same, same here. Um, yeah, but uh, you know, please listen, like, rate, review, share the podcast. Appreciate all your, all of you doing that, and uh, and all of you listening here. Um, I just wanted to take a quick second though, and um, you know, send our thoughts and prayers and love out to uh, Ashley Lorenz, um, Ashley and Nikki. If you have heard the podcast, you probably. Um, heard their episode and and Ashley actually came on to do a separate episode by herself Uh, but she's been dealing with some pretty serious medical issues and we just wanted to you know definitely definitely uh, let her know we're thinking about her and uh, yeah I'm sure she could use everybody's everybody's positive energy so wish her a speedy recovery yes we do yeah but on that note, uh, Ricardo, how how's uh, how's things been? It's been pretty good. Um, for those of you that aren't familiar with the Northwest, we've been um, watching fish swim across our roads up here since we've got this deluge of rain that came in. Um, it's pretty amazing. Uh, the I'm, I live in a flood zone. Um, historically, there used to be a river a couple blocks away from me, and they diverted it. So now the river is about a mile away from me, and it's flooding um, people's yards right now, Jeremy. So I would drove by that way on the way over here, on the way back yeah, home. They, they, they called it an atmospheric river, whatever the hell that means. So, <laughs> yeah, that means you can swim yeah. by walking outside. <laughs> yeah, I got a warning. Yeah. On, I got a warning on my Alexa the other day that we had an aerial flood warning, and I means that's exactly what it means it means you can't breathe when you walk outside it was raining so hard jeremy yeah it's pretty amazing so um, well but it looks like it's over now for a couple days so that's good that's good yeah um well hey uh you know we have an incredible guest today uh gentleman from out in massachusetts seems like we have a lot of guests from that kind of area of the of the country um but I guess they're they're everybody's spread out, but it's still like uh, this is probably like the fifth or sixth person we've had on that's that's from Massachusetts out there in the Boston area. Well, the, you know they're the movers and the shakers out there. You know they they're getting stuff done. It's, <laughs> you know it's, me? They're doing they're doing great things. Um, but yeah, so Brandon Conde uh is our guest this week. Uh, he actually saw our yeah, friend of the podcast Diane Vitkiss had posted something. Uh, on social media about uh, that they had made uh, Everett, Massachusetts, which, you know, we have an Everett, Washington out here. We talked about that a little bit in the, during the the episode, but uh, they made a Brandon Conde day uh, after he had gotten home from the hospital uh, after his uh, accident and, or his, uh, you know, his injury. So I thought that was very cool. And so I looked into him and, and it's like, I got to, see if i can get this guy on the podcast so we were able to make it happen um super interesting guy very motivational um you know he's does uh he's big with uh empower spinal cord injury program um and has gotten to to participate in a couple of their camps uh, that they provide for for people dealing with disabilities which is awesome he's trying to get me to come out to uh to missoula Montana. montana to meet him next this uh next summer so i'm gonna i'm gonna try that I think he said, uh, you know, the, the, uh, I guess the 
applications start in uh, January. So yeah, that would be great. You know, yeah, everybody out there that's uh, you know that might be interested in that, we'll uh, we'll definitely link to the Empower Spinal Cord uh, Injury Foundation in the podcast notes. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll try to bring that back up in January so people can uh, can fill out that uh, admission form or whatever, try to get out there to work with those guys. But anyway, what were you going to Yeah, that'd be great. Well, it's only 10 hours down the road. You know, basically we head east for 10 hours and, and then we're there. So it would be great, yeah, Jeremy. You know? yeah, yeah, so it'd be very cool. I've never been to Montana. I've always heard it's beautiful though. So I know Brandon had very, uh, very good things to say about it in the, in the interview, but, um, yeah, man. I don't like what, uh, yeah. Like what were your, you've heard the interview already. So what were your kind of thoughts on, on everything? Oh, I think, uh, I think it's a, a great interview. It's a, uh, kind of scary the way he got his, uh, how his accident happened. Um, I don't want to blow that away for anybody, but, um, you know, I, like I said, I, I've seen people fall out of windows before, but they're normally young people, you know, toddlers and stuff like that. And I never even imagined that, you know, you could have your bed because, you know, there's, you know, Anthony, my son, had his bed up against the window up there in Bellingham when he was going to college and could have easily happened to him. Same kind of thing. Roll out of bed and have your window open in the summer and bam. Yeah. So kidding man yeah that's so that's how he got injured he actually he went to bed had his window open his windows at the same height as his bed woke up basically laying on the ground injured um couldn't move just and, yeah, like, and, and the fact that somebody found him when they did like a person a friend of a friend or something took a wrong turn and just happened to come down the block that he had fallen out of the window on onto the down to the street level um like yeah just crazy yeah. it's such a crazy story um yeah yeah and you know and, and re it really got me thinking because dominic you know your cousin anthony's brother my other son you know he sleepwalks still you know he's 30 and boy you know you don't have to be sleeping in bed you could just walk out through a glass window or something or over a balcony so yeah really you know it's really funny scary I remember, stuff. I remember uh, as a kid, speaking of sleepwalking, Brandon, uh, our co-host was he he used to walk in his sleep, and I found him like trying to climb behind our TV, like back when we had like one of those big like big huge TVs that sits on the floor or whatever. He was like trying to climb behind it, and I was like, "What the hell are you doing?" And his mom was like, "Don't wake him up. Like if you wake somebody up that's sleepwalking, they'll freak out." But uh, yeah, so I don't I don't know if, if Brandon. Uh, Conde was a sleep is a, you know was a sleepwalker or not, but uh, either way, man, it's freaking roll out of your window is just the scariest thing ever. So, um, yeah, but yeah, well, and he's doing so many great things now. Um, and you know, he did talk in the you know, he, he mentioned in the in the interview that he I was just like, did you lose consciousness? Did you kind of know what was going on that you couldn't move, whatever? And he was like, yeah, you know, I. Um, I think he said he got a degree in biology. Was that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So um, he's like, I just knew, you know, I was like, I was pre pretty much put two and two together and figured out that something was seriously wrong. Um, so yeah, he's, uh, 
you know, great guy. And, uh, and yeah, we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about it on the other side, but we don't want to give away too much from the interview. Uh, we'll let you guys listen to it here and we'll be right back. Great. This week on the live to walk again podcast, we are excited to visit with Brandon Conda. Brandon Conde. Conde, <laughs> my bad, man. I should have. Yeah, no, nah, you're good. You're good. You're good. Uh, he's an adaptive athlete, spinal cord injury survivor, and an SCI advocate. Brandon, welcome to the show, man. Thank you so much, Jeremy, for having me. I'm excited. Excited. Let's yeah. do this. I'm. I am too, man. I am too. Uh, so yeah, for anybody that doesn't already know your story, you know, I know you have a lot of followers on social media and whatnot. But, you know, tell us how you suffered a spinal cord injury, man. Yeah, um, it happened July 5th, um, around like 1.30. I actually had a fall um, right over my bed because it's right next to my window. So, yeah, it was it was tough. I um, fractured my C5 to C7. Um, I'm incomplete right now. And, yeah, it was, it was tough. It's Every time I tell that story, everybody has like a different face. And I feel like every story that you hear is just crazier than the next so yeah 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 no I was so so what like you tripped over your bed or like I no I was know. actually sleeping so I don't know what happened it was just I was on my bed and then just fell and my window is the same height as my bed so yeah damn so did you fall out the window or you out the window yeah just Whoa. outside the window, yeah so like did you like land on the lower floor of your, I mean, you like I did. a story. Yeah. Landed what? on the lower. Uh, yeah. Landed on that. And um, it's the, the story gets even crazier with like my whole entire friends um, finding me. Cause I have a friend that lives behind my street and her street is a one way. And because one of the guys that were driving her, which is another friend of mine, uh, he took the wrong way. So he had to go down my street. And when he went down my street, that's how they found me late at night. Damn. So yeah. it, so it's 1.30 in the morning. when they Around there. 1.30, maybe 2, possibly sometime around there. I don't really remember the exact time, but. Damn. Yeah. So what, you know, what transpires from like, so do you know how long after you fell out that they found you? I want to, I want to say maybe it wasn't even longer than an hour. Wow. Yeah. So, so are you conscious during, I mean, do you wake up when you fall out the window and you just can't? Yeah. So they try to wake me up and I try to get up immediately, but I couldn't and my legs wouldn't move. And then my arms were weak. And so they were telling me, don't get up, don't get up. And they called the ambulance. So. Okay. So do you remember like going, getting transported to the hospital and. Very minimal. Yeah. Uh, I do remember some of it, just not all of it. Um, I can hear like my mom's cries because she was like going crazy. Um, so were you uh, staying? Were you how old were you at the time? Like were you living with at home? Twenty five. Okay. Yeah, I was, I was still with my folks. Twenty five. Um, yeah. Um, okay. So the hospital was yeah. It was it was crazy because I thought I was with my dad the whole time with my brother, but I I forgot who I was with. I think it was. I think I was with my dad and I thought I was with my mom the whole time because I was hearing her cries. So, oh, yeah. So you, they take you to the hospital. Like, when do you realize that you have a spinal cord? I mean, that you can't move and you, you have a spinal cord injury. No one was telling me any of the information. It was not until the doctor came up to me 
and he told me the whole situation um what happened um he told me about um like my my injury being so severe and and then I was just like, am I going to be okay? And then he was just like, we're not going to know until we we go in and check it out. And all I remember him saying is that I was like, okay, but would I walk again? Because I, I graduated with a degree in biology. So I understand these things. <laughs> I understand like the percentages and everything like that. And all I heard was 3%. He was just like, you have a 3% chance of walking again. And I was just like, wow. And that stuck with me. And to this day, even still hearing it stuck with me. So, yeah. God dang, man. Um, yeah. So you know they so they tell you you have a three percent chance of walking again. You go oh. in for that. I'm sure they had to probably do a spinal like uh, fusion fusion surgery, get you uh -huh. stabilized. What level are you at? Like, do they tell you what level at the point at that point or? Yeah, they told me I was a, a complete injury because it was uh, completely severed. And I wasn't able to use, like hold on to any of my, well, feel any of my limbs or anything like that. Um, I can move my head left and right. Um, shoulders maybe, but like I I really don't remember half of it because like, you know, they just push so many drugs in you and you just don't remember yeah. what was going on. So like that from my injury to like up to like two weeks it's very it's very fuzzy <laughs> a very fuzzy moment or questionable moment i would say okay. just don't remember it yeah so how long are you in the actual hospital and then like until you transition to rehab and then how long do you actually get in re and, and what year what yeah like what year did this happen uh this is 2019 okay. so I like to tell people I was very, how do I say this? Uh, very fortunate to have an unfortunate injury happen in 2019. Cause I'm hearing all the horror stories about everything that happened during COVID and how people couldn't have um, um, certain people in the hospital and PT and OT wasn't as, um, wasn't given regularly and it was tough for people, but mine happened nine months before COVID. So okay. um, I was in the hospital for three days and then went straight to rehab and went to Spalding rehab. And yeah, I was there for over a hundred days. Okay. Yeah. So you got a few months. That's that's these days, man, that's great. I got, I got injured 98 and we got, yeah, you know, I was in there for a few, three or four months as well. So that's good okay. that, you got, that you got so long, man. Um, yeah. So transitioning out of the hospital, Brandon, what, you know, coming back, are you, you know, you're coming back to your, your parents' house. Like, are you able to get into the house even? Like, I know it's a Boston, I mean, and, and what city are you, I guess you're living in Everett, Massachusetts. Is that right? Yeah, I know you guys have an Everett on your side too. No, right? yeah, we got Everett Washington out here too. So yeah, every time I'll try to Google something, you guys have Everett Washington. In, the, in it's probably because there's a, I think there's like a naval station there or something. So ah, that makes sense. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, we actually um moved to a um handicap accessible apartment up in um Chelsea, which is right right across the street from Boston. Not right across the street, but it's like a city away from Boston. That's where all and, the bank robbers are, right? 
Nah, not all the bank robbers, but they do have an FBI uh, building, though. Humongous, brand new, brand new. It's because uh, we have uh, the casino that just came in, too, not a couple weeks back. So I got injured like two weeks before, two weeks after the casino opened. So, wow. Yeah. Man. So, so you get out before all the COVID lockdowns and everything, then, like out of the. Yeah. Yeah. Damn, man. All before all that. So, yeah, I got I was at the apartment October and then there was a couple PT moments. I had PT at home and OT at home until I realized we could do outpatient. Then I did outpatient. And then right when outpatient happened, um, bam, COVID. <laughs> Man. Yeah. So yeah, what I mean, did you did they just give you some stuff to do at home at that point? Like that's really ter- that's the tough part, man, is like coming yeah. out and then cuz you know that's like the the critical time for after a spinal cord injury to to regain movement and everything is those couple of years right after. So um yeah, what are you doing? You know, what were you doing at the point at that point for uh for outpatient stuff? Um were you able to do just at home workouts and things like that or was it just kind of locked down, like without being able to do anything? So it was definitely a, a mix of everything that I had to, that I already knew, that I had to bring with me during COVID. Um, more importantly, because when COVID happened, like the lockdown was crazy because we didn't know what it was and we didn't know how long it was going to last. Some people were saying, "Yeah, it was going to last by Easter or whatever it was," but um, yeah, it ended up lasting a lot longer than it should have well not should have but longer than we expected and um there were certain exercises that I took with me um I did have dumbbell weights and there were certain things that I could have done um I tried um well how how can I say this I, I did the best that I could with what I had yeah so um yeah that that's the only thing you really could do Right. And so I had like my family with me. I had my dad and my brother. They were really helping me get along with it. Make sure that I had my strength to do everything. Cause when we were inside, we were stuck inside and yeah. we were stuck inside with everybody else. Yeah. So it kind of felt like not, I wouldn't say like a vacation or anything like that, but it kind of felt like everybody was going through it with me because I was stuck at home regardless from kind of like November to, to March, just not really going out not really seeing people just like being in my own bubble but then i found out everybody else is going through it when covid happened so it, it felt like we were all being anti-social as well so yeah 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 no i i know i can i can vouch for that man it's it's tough uh you know that that kind of intro back into the world is is real difficult like so i mean i guess that's maybe that's yeah like a blessing in disguise like having covid hit at that same time because everybody's home at that you know nobody's uh really getting out and yeah. doing anything but um you know t- so i saw that your your page got um what the hell i saw in another person from the boston area kind of stem cell or uh not stem cell spinal cord injury community uh diane vidkis i had her on the podcast yes. a while back and she posted something good about yeah good good man she's she's awesome she is awesome so Great. uh she posted something about the city of everett uh massachusetts uh declaring uh the branding conda as uh, conda right Condi, 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 Condi. Dang it, man yeah. sorry bro condy yeah, now nah, you're good 
<laughs> so this yeah so the city of everett massachusetts declares october 24th 2019 uh your day like what what does that mean to you like how did that come about man and that that's like i i then i when i went back and read about it I, you know i i googled you and and kind of uh checked out all your information just to find out like questions to ask and i see that that was like right when you got home from the hospital so um it's right yeah it was right when but, i got home so, from the hospital Talk about how that came about, man. So um, after my injury, I, I have really, really great friends, uh, one named Widmack and then another one um, named Jess. And they uh, wanted to see, because they knew that my uh, time was going to be shortly up at Spalding. Um, they know how like whole hospital and rehab work and with insurance and all that and how long it lasts. So they wanted to devise a plan in a way that I would be able to go to um, a place called Journey Forward, which I'll get more into that and also um, raise money as well. So what they did is they uh, came up with uh, an idea to come and meet with the mayor that we had, uh, Carlo Di Maria and his um, and the whole city hall. And they devised a plan to actually make a brand new condo day, which everybody wears red, which is kind of what we wore for um, high school because I did play high school football. Uh, we were uh, number one in New England, uh, Everett High School. Uh, nice. I have to say that. I'm always going to say that. I always have hey, to wrap Hey, man, it. you got to, bro. Like, yeah. Yeah. Love it. And so, yeah, they brought all the schools together, allowed everybody to, rate, oh, to wear red for a day. And a lot of people donated. And we were able to exceed past the expectations in the GoFundMe and raise a lot of money so I could um, not only go to a place called Journey Forward, but to also um, – have a lot of accessibility things for myself in the future and yeah it, it came out a long way and then they decided to do it every year um and yeah they've done it every year since so no, it's been a great wonderful, man so what yeah. does october 24th represent is that your birthday or is that just like right when you're oh it was just a i honestly think it was just a day that they chose it was a perfect timing okay. and everything um, I know it as Drake's birthday, but then <laughs> once they changed it, yeah, once they changed it to October twenty fourth, I'm like, oh, perfect, this is my day. So there you yeah. go, man. Get yeah, get Drake to come down celebrate with you, bro. That's uh, <laughs> oh man, that's great, that's great. So you know, talk about what that kind of honor meant to you, and you know, maybe your family. Um, yeah, how like that must have been incredible, man. It was. It was incredible, uh, especially that day specifically, because um, um, just coming out of the hospital, I think a week prior, they were just like, you don't have to go to it. We understand that um, you're going through a lot right now and you're just getting out. So and I was like, no, I have to, because like especially the people that have been with me since day one, like I got to see from my coaches to friends and family to people that I haven't seen in a while. Like you'll be amazed at the lives that you thought you didn't really touch, but like everybody seems to be connected in that way from you through you. And so they had like a special day and at nighttime, um, we actually all just came in and they gave me a place to go. And I, um, yeah, I got to meet everybody. got to say, thank you. Um, it was a very humbling experience. Um, I was happy. A whole lot of emotions just ranged through. And yeah, family's thankful. Um, every day we we talk about it at least all the time, uh, at least once a month or or so, just to um uh, 
be thankful for everything that they've done for me. So yeah, the city of Everett just came all together and just realized that, Hey, they, they needed to help one of, one of them, one of themselves. And yeah, that's what they did. So oh, yeah. That's incredible, this man. That's incredible. And then the city, I did have a question about the city helping to raise over $50,000 for you. I mean, that's, that's incredible, man, to have that kind yeah. of, you know, nest egg or whatever you want to call it to kind of fall back on for, for, you know, whatever you need. Because medical yeah. stuff, obviously, I mean, you know, man, everybody knows it's dealing with this. Like the medical expenses are are ridiculous. So they are, they are. You'll be like nobody understands it until they're actually in that situation, and then you realize that there's so many things that you need as a person, especially a person with disability, that um, insurance doesn't pay for, or doesn't, or partially pays for. And you're just like, where am I going to get the rest of the cash from, or where am I going to get the rest of the money? So right. Right. Yeah. So, so after COVID hits, so obviously this is uh, the, your day is obviously before COVID you get out for COVID. Um, after COVID's over, like, how are you, you know, are you able to get back out and start doing rehab and like uh, trying to, trying to get stronger and, and all that stuff and get some, some movement back. Um, and where are you yeah. able to, like, where are you able to go? Are you able to go back to Spalding at that point? Or are you, working out with some other people like what what talk about that situation okay so uh, i'll just go back a little bit um it was actually february be like a month before covid happened that i went to a place called journey forward i'm not sure if you're familiar with it i've heard of it but, yeah for sure yeah it's a nonprofit organization that uh basically is dedicating to bettering the lives of people with spinal cord injuries and they like to have an intense exercise uh program that basically helps you um, with the most basic lifelong functions. And they have like incredible exercise specialists that work with you to um, have a schedule that accomplishes what you want to work on. Uh, specifically, like certain things like, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with like a local mat or anything like that, or yeah. um, certain... Um, workouts that you think you can't do by yourself but if you had a specialist with you you can do right. and yeah um it's private to well not private um it, it is not paid through by insurance um because insurance believes that i'm sure you're familiar that insurance only believes that um up to two years max is when like a person with a spinal cord injury is going to get all their um um whatever back or yeah. whatever they believe. Um, return, and, for sure. Yeah. And so I, I went there, but it was it was also expensive too, which is partially where my money went. And I still do go there um, two days a week. And it does help out with a, a lot, a whole lot. Um, they help out with aerobic and anaerobic exercises, um, strength and conditioning. Um, and I actually go there sometimes and they help me with like certain things like crawling, um, stem units just to make sure that I'm getting blood in circulation and everything going yeah. and yeah, still do that. that that's amazing, man. So what, um, that's why I always like to find out like, so does, in, so insurance doesn't pay for any of that. You're that you're coming out of pocket for everything there. That's right. Yeah. That's what's unfortunate about it. Insurance is, yeah, they don't believe, um, in certain things in certain, um, uh, in certain treatments, they don't believe in, uh, which is why it's 
it's coming out of pocket and which is one of the reasons why we um, decided to do a GoFundMe and raise so much money. Um, my friends already knew about it previously. Uh, they did their uh, research and info on it. And yeah, they told me about it right through, right when I uh, got out and they were like, yeah, we're putting you in this program. We're going to put you here and they're going to take care of you. And that's what they've been doing ever since. Oh, that's incredible, man. Like, so I know, um, I, I know when we spoke before, um, we talked a little bit about the, the Boston area, uh, spinal cord injury community and how yes, like, have. Yeah, it, yeah. it just seems like, man, you guys out there seem so connected. And, um, you know, I know you're friends with, uh, Stefan Gelly and Diane Bickus. Um, yeah. they, they're both, they're both friends of the podcast. Like, uh, great people. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, how do you think that, that community though, like having that, that just tight knit group, man, that, um, is all that, that comes together so much. Like, how did that help you kind of through your, through the, the the early days of this injury um yeah through the early days it was tough because when you go on social media everything changes in a blink of an eye everything changes so like your interest and in, interests change um um the way you view everything changes even like the way you you see things change and it was tough because when you're going through social media you're not seeing what your life is like you're seeing what your past life is like i wouldn't say past life but yeah, you can actually say best life. <laughs> I, I feel you. I feel you, man. I, I know what you're saying. And so, yeah, you want to build a community where you see uh, similar things that you're going through. So over time, like even now when I go on uh, social media, it it's changed miraculously from like just from like posts to like uh, I see um, my community more. I see uh, the disability more uh, people who are going through the same things I'm going through. And yeah, it's, it's, it's life-changing for sure. Um, Boston area has been great. It has its uh, perks of living in Boston, but also uh, the cons are, are tough as well. Uh, Boston tends to keep its uh, history alive. So like the city likes to have like sidewalks that are still having uh, brick buildings, and, well, bricks and everything like that. So it's tough to get around from certain places. And you you may know this. A lot of places that say they're handicap accessible aren't really handicap accessible. Like they'll have handicap accessible parking, but to get up will be like the step to get up or the place to to go around so you can be on the sidewalk will be like 20, 30, maybe even 40 yards away. So it's just like, okay, why don't you just build one right here? Or a place will say it's handicap accessible and it'll have a step and it's just like well this is not handicap accessible this is <laughs> this is a whole step and i need people to help me with this but other than that no i can't complain from um the uh rehabilitation spots um spalding has been great um the community has been great and like everything around me i i was in shock that we're we're like one of the few places that have well one of the few places in the united states that have such like a strong knit community compared to other places. Cause I, I thought er everywhere was like this. Yeah. Man, um, not out here, bro. Not, not out yeah. here. Because everybody gets injured. You know what I mean? Everybody has injuries and you're just expecting, okay, well, since everybody has injuries, um, there must be a, a community everywhere like this. And, you, and that's not the case at all. Yeah. Not the case. Yeah, no, I can, I can feel that for sure, man. Um, 
Well, that's great. I'm glad you're, yes, Stefan and uh, Diane are awesome. And, and I'm glad you're- Yeah, there. they're my people. They're my people. That's great, man. That's great. So, you know, I did see on your social media um, that you've been working with Empower Spinal Cord, this Empower Spinal Cord Injury Program. That's um, correct. Yeah, man, that seems like you had a great time doing that. And I, I guess you did one in- local kind of or not too far from your place and then you had to get on a plane and go out to like montana or wyoming or yeah, something last first year, time so. on a plane in like four years yeah we, it happened actually this year um yeah empower is another nonprofit uh corporation um that helps people with spinal cord injuries lead happier and meaningful and independent lives um yeah they have programs all across the u.s but the two that i went to one was in stony brook I was there for one week, but they usually have it for two weeks. And then the other one in Missoula, Montana, which is closer to you. So, hey, I yeah, think man. you should go. I know I should get out there for sure. You should definitely get out there for sure. And That's like, Yeah, I have a couple of friends. I know I have a couple of guys that I went that grew up with uh, um, uh -huh. locally here that live out in Montana now. So, yeah, I definitely should get out there and check that yeah, out. Yeah, it's not bad. It's, it's towards the Idaho area, too. And it's like a couple hours away from the West coast time. So it's like two hours. I want to say maybe difference. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like one or two, like depending on, I think it depends on what the time changes or if it's uh yeah, if it's daylight savings time or not, I think it changes, but yeah, that's a, uh, that's great, man. So like we talk about the stuff that they do uh, at these different empower spinal cord injury programs. Like, like, what did you, I mean, cause I know you got to participate in some different sports and stuff like that. Talk about, yeah. What, what you got to do in each, each time you went. Yeah, sure. Um, so I applied to the program and previously, um, before finishing the application, they tell you, they ask you three things that you want to work on and three things that you want to overcome. And then they apply that within the program because they make sure that <laughs> even though it looks like you're there for play, you're you're there to work. You're there to work because they have PTs and OTs making sure that on the dot um, you're um, doing exactly what you wanted to uh, uh, finish up and overcome. And so, um, yeah, they do have ad adaptive activities such as cycling, rowing, and even surfing. Um, but um, the PT and the fun also went hand in hand. And they also that's how like I believe that my community actually started to tell you the truth. Um, I went two years ago to the one in Stony Brook and did not know what to expect, did not know what to expect. Um, saw a couple pictures, saw a couple videos. Um, initially I found out from my OT at, uh, at Spalding, she was like trying to force me to go over and over and over again. I was just like, no, nah, I'm not going to do this. Like, uh -huh. I'm not going to do it. Like, because I was just in my own bubble and everybody has the idea that, hey, um, they could possibly walk again. Um, they don't really need this. But once you're there, you, you're so happy. It's like one, it's like going to the gym and you're like, damn, I really don't want to go to the gym right now. But after you go to the gym, you're like, I am so happy I went to the gym right now. Yeah, That's exactly what it felt like. <laughs> That's awesome. And yeah, it was it was a very um, intense experience um the pts there's they don't they don't play at all um one thing about them is they're not like original pts that are scared to put you on the ground or scared to do certain things or 
scared if you're going to fall because they know they're going to be there to help you. So yeah. um, an example, one thing that I wanted to overcome or one thing that I wanted to do and learn is um, how to get from the floor back up on my chair. And I couldn't do that at uh, Spalding. Um, they didn't really want to work on that right now. They just wanted to work on daily activities that I can do. However, um, I was like, what about if I do fall? Like, how do I get back up? And when I went for Stony Brook, the PTs out there were just like, listen, we're going to try this a whole bunch of times and we're going to make sure that you know exactly what steps to do just in case this were to happen. And we worked on it, worked on it, worked on it over and over again. And I was just like, wow, like, like I could really do this type of type of deal. And I, it's something that I didn't feel before. And now that it happened, it's just like, okay, what else can I do? What else can I can do? Um, the, uh, the strength that I gained from it, not just mentally, but physically as well. Um, something that I'm going to hold on to for like, yeah, for a very long time. So I love yeah. that, man. I love that. Like good name. Like that's great that they call it empower spinal cord injury program. Cause that's what yeah. they, it sounds like that's what they do is empower you. So yeah. Um, um Shout out to the co-founders, Carrie, Elizabeth, and I just recently met Jess as well um, at the Empower Gala. They just recently had one last week. And yeah, um, they have one every year. Um, it's it's amazing to see all the people that you worked with uh, at Missoula come back to the East Coast and as well in New York as well. So it's, it's a really great community, great community. I would I have nothing bad to say about them. They have been amazing to me. Um, and yeah, I want you to join next year. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna work on it, bro. I'm the, that's my, yeah, goal. you got, that's my yeah. goal. Bro. Maybe we'll see each other on Montana. Yeah, for sure, for sure. Are you so? Are you? Is that your goal for next year too? Is to get back out there? I've gone there for, uh, I've gone twice. So the third time, I believe I would be a mentor now. Okay. And yeah, uh, you meet people from all different limelights. So the injuries are not. Um, people that have been like one to two years injured. There's people that have been 10, 15, uh, quite some time. So okay. we bring all of our ideas and information. There's actually a day where we just all share like things that we think can help another person. Um, it could be anything. Um, and also the community as well. We have time where we talk about things that we wouldn't usually talk about in, in the limelight. And it's been, it's been great with the community. I still talk talk to a lot of them as well so yeah uh, that's part. incredible man yeah i'm sure you made some lifelong part friends there. Um, yeah, for sure. yeah so you know brandon i just wanted to know kind of in conclusion you know i know you have been gracious in kind of documenting your journey through this injury um on social kind media. of kind of i'm i'm trying yeah 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 no i mean that's all you can do bro like really but like what motivated you to kind of put some of that stuff out there? I know that's difficult, man, coming from, you know, like I got injured before social media or any of this stuff. So uh, I yeah. You know, I didn't really have like the, that kind of able-bodied like version of social media versus like the disabled version of social media. So um, what has that process been like for you and, and uh, in documenting your journey and, and like what you're comfortable putting out and, and kind of maybe like some apprehensions, like whatever the case may be. Initially was scary. I mean, I feel like we all have some sort of like, 
idea of what we want to put out there. And since my injury has happened, like everything has not shattered the idea that I want to push, which is just like myself, but it's, it's, it doesn't feel that, well, initially it didn't feel the same. Um, but the people that surrounded me, um, like I still go to Spalding. I go to a, a thing called EXPD, which is uh, exercise for persons with disability. Um, I have clinical research coordinators that are friends. Shout out to them. I'm about to shout them out real quick. Angus, yeah, Will, ahead, Caroline, man, Nicole. Yeah, their names are Angus, Will, Caroline, Nicole, and Gabe. They've been great. And so um, I talk to them um, and the people around me. Um, because even though it does say that I have like a thousand followers, I don't assume that as it's just people that I've known my whole entire life and I'm, I'm pushing it to them. And they know they've known me previously since before my injury. So like family and friends, they've all known me since my injury and they know uh, my personality and who I am in character. And so certain things that I do push, there's certain times where I'm looking at a picture. I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to post that or I'm not going to show that. And then there's other times I was just like, yeah, I'll post that. So um, definitely things like Empower, I definitely like to post because they've been great. Um, yeah. yeah. And ultimately, you control what you post. So, yeah. Right. No, I love it, man. I love it. Um, that's great. Uh, yeah, well, shoot, man. Well, maybe we'll see each other in, in Montana this year, bro. I'm yeah, I'm telling you, you should come through. I'm going to have to come out there. first is when the applications come in. When, and, when is it? Sorry, say that one more time. Uh, the applications to start are January 1st. Okay. Yeah, and since you're close too, you can either fly to Missoula or you can drive. Some people drive, so yeah. All right. Yeah, man, we'll definitely, I'm going to be in touch with you, bro, about this for sure. So yeah, Let me know, let me know for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, uh, Brandon, give your, uh, before we wrap up here, man, give your social media links so that people can, uh, can reach out and, and follow you and, and kind of take in your story and everything take it oh yeah that'd be great um uh so for instagram is its underscore underscore b-r-a-n um yeah you or um you can go on facebook and find me brandon conde conde spelled c-o-n-d-e all right brandon conde i appreciate you man i'll uh i'll attach all those uh links in your in the uh the show notes here but yeah man thank you so much for for being willing to come on and, and share your story and all this stuff i i really appreciate you bro no nah, no problem man it's my first podcast so i was a little skeptical at first i'm not gonna lie a little skeptical but i'm happy i did it so yeah I, appreciate it's been great. It, I do yeah. appreciate it i think a lot of people are gonna get a lot out of this story so thank yeah. you man and we'll we'll definitely keep in touch hi jeremy thank you so much for having me no worries, man. Thank you. Talk to you soon. Take care. All right. That was our guy, Brandon Conde. I want to thank him again for you know being so open and willing to to share his story with us. Um, you know, just yeah, great guy. I feel like I he's got good energy. I'm an energy person, Ricardo. I feel like he's got Yeah, I know you are. I know you are. You know what? And you know what was amazing when I got done? It sounded like when, when he said he'd never been on an interview or talked to anybody before, I was like shocked because he was a natural. Yeah, I mean, he was just really, smooth, really good speaker, a really, really good interview, Jeremy. Yeah, so. no, I thought it, I thought it was great. I was really happy with uh, with how it came out. Um, yeah, so he, you know, I still that's so cool. Like, um, 
you know, we kind of brushed over a little bit about how I kind of came in, how he came on my radar of, and wanted to reach out to him was that, that the city of Everett, Massachusetts had declared, I guess it was October 24th, 2019, Brandon Conde Day. Um, and then I think they still do it every year. So it was uh, it was right around that time that I saw that Diane Vickis had posted that and I was lucky enough to get in touch with Brandon and get him on the show. But the yeah, this it's cool how much his like fan like he you know, he talks a bit about his family and um you know, his brother and his his parents, um, you know, really but also the whole city, the community there, um, they helped him raise like fifty thousand dollars for rehabilitation and stuff like that that wasn't getting covered in uh you know from insurance so that's that's so amazing when when a community rallies around somebody uh dealing with especially with this injury you know yeah and you know i think he you kind of talked he touched on a little bit but um you know because insurance doesn't cover these catastrophes like this and you get these bills that come in that are you know a quarter of a million half a million dollars I mean, I think it was awesome that he had friends that rallied around and started fundraisers and stuff like that for people. And, you know, there's no shame in that game at all, you right. know, folks, because this is what's wrong with our healthcare system. I don't want to get real political and stuff, but it's healthcare should be for everybody, no matter what your income is. You know, it well, shouldn't, it shouldn't have to bankrupt you and shouldn't have to make people with, um, disabilities have to live at a poverty level yeah no i i completely agree completely yeah. agree. um it's, it's yeah it's ridiculous um but yeah you know and I, I also wanted to just like briefly touch on uh the part of the interview that that was interesting to me is that um you know i t- i said how that uh it was another person from the boston area that we've, that we've had on a number of people from out there but that the community there the spinal cord injury community seems so like tight-knit um out there in in boston and just like the massachusetts area in general um i think that's just such a cool thing man so we don't have i think out here at least in western washington it's not as big you know i only know a couple guys in around here that have spinal cord injuries as well um but yeah it's like it's just, I don't know, maybe it's, maybe being in a city, it's, it's easier to, to have that, that tighter knit community. But I, I don't know. It's, it's nice to see though. Well, I think it's just a different, um, you know, West coast, East coast kind of lifestyle thing, you know, and one of the things that they have out in Boston is there's a lot of on the East coast, there's a lot of research uh, universities out there. You know, you have MIT, you have all those Harvard's and all that other stuff, Princeton, all those medical research labs are out there, uh, Jeremy. So I could see um, that being a driver where more people are involved and, you know, word, word of mouth with social media and stuff, you know, out here, you know, we got the university of Washington, we got some other big places, but we don't really have any big spinal cord research places. Well, yeah, I mean, there's some in Cal for sure in California, and UW is a pretty big one. Um, but yeah, I mean, and, and like the the community in like Southern California is pretty pretty deep too, with Sean Fluke and all those guys um, down there. So yeah, I mean, it, it's just yeah, I, I don't know. It seems like I mean, I think Olympia, Washington, were a little bit off the beaten path too, so or a little bit. Yeah, um, yeah. I remember once, you know, it's been a while, you know, um, so. But in my youth, I would traveled and people were like, Seattle, where is Seattle at? 
<laughs> you'd be down in Austin or something like that. <laughs> They'd want to know, like they had this impression that the Northwoods was backwoods. And, you know, maybe in the 70s, 60s, it was, but there wasn't really a lot up here, you know, so, and uh, it's only recently since, you know, Microsoft, Amazon and stuff like that, that Seattle has gotten a footprint. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, man, one more time, I just wanted to uh, thank Brandon, thank Brandon for sure. But I wanted to also, you know, definitely, uh, you know, definitely shout out Ashley and Nikki. I'm really, they got to be going through it. Um, you know, especially, I feel like Nikki was, you know, I don't know, having a twin, a twin with also having the same injury as you um, and seeing them go through something like that. Pretty sure um, she was dealing with some lung issues or something like that. Um, I don't know the exact extent, but um, I, I luckily it seems like she's like really on the mend now. So I'm I'm so happy for her. Uh, wish her wishing her a speedy recovery and uh, everybody. Well, else it's a season of miracles. Yeah, season of miracles. Let's throw out some good juju to everybody out there, and you know, hopefully, you know, the live to walk again community can get together and we may end up finding a uh, some help for some people out there jeremy to end this paralysis and the spinal cord injury community absolutely can't wait for that day ricardo that's what we're that's <laughs> what we're striving for man uh, exactly yeah so hey we'll be back next week with another great uh episode of the live to walk in podcast if you all could like listen rate review share we appreciate you all so much. Yeah, until next time, Ricardo. Yep, thanks for listening.